Welcome to the Maritime Podcast. You are listening to Marcus Han, editor of Sea Trade Maritime News. In this latest episode, we are in conversation with Sovereign Hull, CEO of KPI Ocean Connect. We are going to be talking about the bunkering market and what is happening in the world of marine fuels today. I think the obvious starting point is you had the merger to form KPI Ocean Connect, which was completed in the latter half of last year. I read in the press release where you said you never imagined doing the completion in medical grade masks. So interesting times to do something like that. So how has it all come together? I have to say it was quite a challenging period. I mean, we signed the agreement back in February last uh, year, actually uh, during the IP week. And we all missed that as well, the IP week and, and the gatherings. And then we had to go to the uh, regulatory uh, approvals and we obtained the last ones uh, finally in July last year. And we were able to launch the, the merger and merger of KPI Bridgehall and Ocean Connect Marine 1st of August last year. It has been quite challenging. One thing is to to uh, integrate onboard train and integrate two companies and at the same time then add COVID-19, which is hidden uh, challenge. And that was quite a big challenge for us. Uh, but, but I think overall we managed quite well with a big uh, thanks to all our employees. We were able to onboard and train and, and integrate new colleagues in, in our systems and so on. And I must say here, Almost 10 months later, we are very well positioned. Uh, We are well on our way. Integration doesn't have any expiry date, but I think we are on the right track here. We have created a very good, broad platform with a lot of experienced, skilled uh, employees in our different offices around the world. It's good to hear that it's all going well. And I totally understand what you say, that integration doesn't have an expiry date. And these things take a long time. Exactly. It takes time. And it does also take a bit of achievement on both sides and courage on both sides, so to speak, to um, both to be welcomed by a group and also to welcome new colleagues. You need to be open-minded on both sides, so to speak. And that has been going extremely good, also because the DNA of both uh, OCM and, and KPR Bridge, or there is a similar DNA in the way of approaching the market, the way to create personal relationship and to meet the requirements in the market. So that's also is and was a good fit. It's great to hear about that process. As we mentioned, this all came during quite a difficult period with COVID-19, which we're still in. What impact has that had on bunkering, both in terms of physical and process and quality? Well, you can say that back in 2020, now we are already in 2021, but uh, we had the first challenge with the 2020 uh, targets uh, with the low sulfur fuels. And that transition, uh, uh, some said, was the the biggest uh, disruption or transition since uh, you went from sail to coal, from coal to oil. I think all in all, it has been managed quite well from the industry. The industry, when I speak about industry, it's on the purchase side, it's on the provider side, it's the refinery side, it's uh, all players in the industry prepared quite well. We saw increasing prices during 2020 transition. There was a expectation of complexities with the new fuels in regard to compatibility, quality in general. But I think overall, looking back, From a quality perspective, I think we as an industry 
uh, managed quite well due to very good preparations. Price-wise, uh, we saw prices as expected, uh, climbing up with 30-40% uh, as predicted and expected up to the transition and during the transition. And then the COVID-19 uh, entered and showed the face back in February. And then we saw prices and demand not collapsing, but almost downhill. Again, for some created challenges, uh, we saw some players in the market on, on our side, so to speak, uh, on the maritime provider side, having very big challenges and difficulties and actually went down. There was a prominent player in Singapore, Hin Leong, for instance. There were other industry players as well. They left the market. As a consequence of the prices, the whole environment, we saw a number of banks, commodity banks, uh, leaving the market. And I've seen from this, looking back, we are still around a reasonable uh, low level on the crude. We are at the mid-60s. We haven't really broken the uh, 70 mark yet. And I think a number of small players were saved by the bell, so to speak, by lower prices, because if they had continued the rise, as we saw during 2020, then many more would have been in uh, difficulties. So I think looking back, well prepared as an industry, I still see some challenges due to the low prices. I believe that the uh, whole counterpart assessment will uh, be even more relevant now going forward. So, and when you're talking about the pricing environment, do you see prices hardening? And what factors are influencing pricing at the moment? The demand is slowly coming back. We are almost back to pre-COVID-19. That will also have a positive impact on, on prices. We expect to see increasing prices. There will be more complexities with, with, with uh, blending components going forward. There will be much more optimizing on products in general. So I definitely uh, expect prices to rise short term the next six months and also long term. The fundamentals are in place and more complex products will still uh, reach the uh, bongo industry. You talked a little bit about IMO 2020. And obviously you had the split between those going for very low sofa fuel oil and those who decided to fit scrubbers to continue using HFO. Do we see much demand these days for HFO? Is it a fuel that people are still buying? Yeah, we have to remember there was still a number of, uh, though it was a limited number of, of uh, whistles uh, who, uh, which uh, got uh, scrubbers installed. They will still be around for a number of years. We also see VLCCs due to the price spread now gaining some economical uh, advantages by burning high sulfur fuel oil. We see a spread around $100 and there is an expectation that will increase further. So the economies for, for scrubbers uh, are still there. I think also going forward, and we'll probably touch up on that as well, the 2030 and 2050 year targets, uh, mm -hmm. what will happen. I think current low sulfur, high sulfur fuel will still be around. High sulfur fuel will still be around for a number of years because the investment that have been made by installing the, um, the scrubbers need to uh, be uh, paid back, so to speak. So they will be around for a number of years, no doubt about that. And what is the availability of that fuel like for those owners who have gone down that route? Yeah, it's, it's still there in the, in, in, in the major hubs, and so that will continue. There's no doubt that there has been high sulfur fuel in, 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 in many different ports and regions have been limited or even been diluted, so to speak. Uh, you are maybe only able to get uh, low sulfur fuel in some ports now, but in the major hubs, it will continue for a number of years, no doubt. 
Just looking at very low sulfur fuel oils, there were a lot of concerns about the operational parameters, quality and so forth. Has that settled down? And have you seen any significant problems? As I mentioned earlier, we expect that actually we did, the industry uh, expected some quality issues because of the complexities by the blending, especially stability of the oil were a huge uh, unknown factor. But looking hindsight and looking back, I must say that has been limited in terms of cases. Uh, it has been more about exceeding the 0.5 than it has actually been the big issues like we saw in 2018 about uh, Houston oil being uh, non-stable and non-compatible and so on. So we haven't really seen as an industry a lot of that, luckily. Sorin, you touched a bit there on smaller players and the potential difficulties they have in the market. Do you see more consolidation in the market as a result? Yes, I think we took the first step, so to speak, as KPI Bridge Oil back in Feb last year. We have appetite for further growth. I think we are, as KPI Ocean Connect, well positioned. I do expect further consolidations in the market. Until now, on informal uh, talks that uh, we have had on our side, only prove that there is a need for further consolidation. There will be a lack of credit going forward. The industry with the complexity, uh, we are heading toward 2030, 2050. There is no doubt that the scale of your business, the scale of your organization will have a much bigger say going forward. I expect much more due diligence, counterpart assessment than what we have seen in the past. Today, as I say, saved by the bill by some relative lower prices. I do believe that some will face difficulties going forward. The whole counterpart assessment will play a bigger role going forward. And we do already now see a number of our partners looking at who should we work with, who should we go with, when prices will increase, when the complexity will rise and increase. I mean, speaking for yourself, how do you manage something like the counterparty risk, especially when prices do get very high? We have two sides, basically, being the intermediate uh, where we uh, do uh, buy and sell in our own name with our own terms. We, of course, need to assess on the supply side, the sourcing side. We have a number of gates that our counterparts have to go through, so to speak, in, 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 in assessment. The same on the other side uh, when we sell. We see much more appetite for transparency when it comes to sharing uh, in uh, financial information than what we have seen in the past. So there is a, an assessment on both sides, as well as there is an assessment of us as well towards our counterparts. And uh, this is definitely something we, we support. Uh, we have uh, nothing to hide. We believe that the more transparent you can be, the more questions you can answer the more safe, more less problem you will have going forward. That sounds like quite a change for the market overall. That's a kind of transparency. Definitely. But again, the 2020 was the starting point. It accelerated with the, the bankruptcies uh, I mentioned earlier. We have seen further acceleration in terms of partnering up, uh, which is quite well in line with the way we want to work and working more closely together. So there is, there is an appetite for, for more partnership. There is an appetite for being more uh, transparent. And well, if you run a good, uh, solid, sustainable business, you have basically nothing to hide.
And we do also see that uh, the value we can add to the value chain uh, is being rewarded. We are being rewarded for that. Uh, and uh, as we usually say, we can never promise to be the cheapest, but we can promise to be the most competitive one. That's a difference. So you do actually see a price differential by providing a higher quality service and transparency. Uh, there's no doubt. Yes, we, we we see that tendency, and uh, and that is definitely a tendency that we expected, and we have seen that, and that's why the whole merger, the whole uh, creation of a broader platform, uh, have been um, have been uh, a step in the right direction. I think that's very important that you get that reward for quality as an incentive to do it. I mean, if you look at the uh, operational cost for bunkers, though the prices are relatively low, it still accounts for 40-50% of the the OPEX of a whistle, right? So we have seen historically over the last, let's say, 10-15 years, we have seen a shift much more towards a much more professional approach to purchasing bunkers than in the past. In the past, it was perhaps more on the juniors who just took care of ordering something that they was needed to 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 use for 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 their own uh, for their own operation right and i think the last 15 20 years we have seen definitely a shift where attention to the cost on on bunkers have been much more important i think that's a shift that quite a few people have been noticing and as you say the professionalism in terms of buying of marine fuels Again, in the professional approach from our partners uh, is in line with the way we want to work. Again, it's everything from assessment of the counterpart, as I said. It's to where do you source your product from? It's the transparency. It's the partnership. It all goes hand in hand. And we can see that direction is paying off and huge investments in ships. So you want as a ship owner to take care of your ships and your investment. And uh, it's not always about the last 50 cents. In many cases, also about being rewarded for creating the value and being a safe haven. Just moving along a little bit, something we've been running quite a lot of stories about on Sea Trade Maritime News is companies switching to using LNG as a marine fuel. Is this something that KPI Ocean Connect is involved with? We are involved in different uh, working groups. We are committed to uh, to the transition to the uh, decarbonization in the industry. We follow very interestingly different developments. And every time you open your browser and look at some social media, there's always articles about uh, new fuels, greener fuels, uh, LNG, and there are opinions about LNG. There are opinions about the uh, biofuels and what have we, right? I see this more as it's healthy for the industry to be challenged. When you are challenged as an industry, you also come up with different solutions. And I think this is the most important part about the 2030 and 2050 targets. That is that we as a relative conservative industry are being challenged to actually think out of the box. I think to meet the 2030, 2050 targets will not just be about one primary greener fuel, it, like LNG, for instance. It, there will be other pathways to, to reach the, the targets. Carbon offset can be one, which is quite common on land business. LNG will play a role. Biofuels will play a role. A lot of different products will play a role. But when we talk about new fuels, we also have to remember that the current fuels we have, uh, 
will still be around. That will be a part of the portfolio, no doubt about that. Uh, imagine that we should change to LNG. Uh, how about the whole infrastructure? Uh, we tend to see that specific new fuels are primarily for, what can you say, ferries um, uh, or from ships who uh, go from A to B uh, in a fixed schedule. Uh, some are maybe dual run. Um, so uh, I don't think in, in one uh, one size fits uh, or one solution fits here. I think there will be many different solutions and we've just seen the top of the iceberg, I think. So you see a multi-fuel future then. How does a company like yourselves position itself going forward for what is a relatively uncertain future? I see this as a challenging future, not an unsure or insecure future, actually, because we have been counseling and uh, adapting to the new fuels, uh, for instance, with the 2020, we have been adapting to the new ways of working going forward, and and, and that will continue. So I feel uh, with the agility uh, that we have as a company, I don't expect any challenges we can't overcome. When you are adaptive and you, you, you have an open mind and you uh, follow and you are deeply involved and committed in, in this industry, then there are no insecurities, it's uh, challenges. And being an intermediate uh, uh, where we will then follow the different product uh, portfolios that will be available and uh, we will be able uh, to guide and, uh, and, and navigate in this and guide our clients and our partners as well. Um, so, so I feel quite comfortable with the position we have also with the new targets, especially due to the teams we have across the world. So I feel comfortable. And do you have any particular strategy as to how you're going to go forward with all this? And for us, it's quite simple. I mean, there's no need to have a lot of concerns about what will happen in five or 10 years that we will face when we approach that. The way we prepare ourselves is to be open-minded, to uh, work with our partners, to engage and to gain knowledge that we will be able to source back to our partners. The way we prepare is exactly the way we prepared for the 2020. Uh, We have to know more than average. We need to uh, be able to provide value. If we can't provide value in either of knowledge, skills or competitiveness, uh, then you don't have uh, a justification in the value chain. So, so, so this is our commitment to ourselves and to the industry. Looking ahead, you've had the merger, which sounds like it's gone well. What's planned next for KPI Ocean Connect? Well, first of all, as I said before, the integration doesn't have re- really an expiry date. I have even been uh, unable to travel and see some and meet some of uh, our new colleagues uh, due to the COVID-19. So this year we will spend on, especially besides the business, we will spend time to engage with ourselves, so to speak, to get to know each other as a brand, as a company. And we will focus on some of the new products we have uh, obtained with the acquisition, for instance, the auction site. We have a platform, an auction site uh, where we are conducting business as well, which is uh, maybe not that well known, but an area which we would like to develop even further, which I think is possible with the brand we have, with the company we have, and with the reach we have. So, um, So 
focus on 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 the on the business provide the value uh, to our partners get to know each other much better when covid allows strengthen the uh, the capabilities and the uh, competences and reap the uh, synergies uh, across uh, after the merger that's our focus at the moment so of course the business and then internally this is actually quite a lot to be getting on with by the sense of it yes there's plenty to do there's plenty to do Great. Well, thanks for taking the time today. So, and to explain to our listeners about the market and what is happening with KPI Ocean Connect, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to talk about. If I should uh, round it off by something, I would say that I think it's important that that we as an industry really uh, pay attention to to the counterpart assessment. I think it is important that we know who we are dealing with on which terms. I think it's important to understand whom you are dealing with, how you are financed. I think it's important to understand how you comply with the complexity when it comes to either products or legislations, laws around the world where you actually conduct business. Uh, It's a worldwide trading business for the industry. So I think it's important to know your counterparts. So ask the questions. That's how I see it. I think that's really good advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Soren. Thank you.